What's up, Moto Buddies? Mike here from Taco Moto Co. What is the Taco Touch? It's the best service in the industry. Virtually 24-7 tech support via email or text. And it's like having a dirt bike doctor on call every day of the year, helping you fix your bike or recommend parts or setups for you. If you've ever received an order from us, you know that the Taco Touch extends to our fulfillment and our orders come with the coolest stickers that you've ever had, uh, buying parts from anybody before, and a handful of root beer barrel candies. Um, all of our Taco Moto Co. branded components come with a no questions asked lifetime warranty, and we'll even extend out the warranty of other manufacturers, OEM, and aftermarket parts where we can, sometimes for life. We test and tune endlessly and exhaustively and obsessively. We're trying to destroy everything that we can before you get your hands on it to look for weaknesses and to improve it or to make recommendations to the manufacturer. And if it's something that doesn't uh, meet grade, then we don't offer it on the store. Everything that we carry is something that we have personally used, tested, and ridden, and raced, and knows meets uh, the high taco touch demanding standard. Go out and get some adventure. In episode 91 of Tech Talk Taco Tuesday, you'll be convinced to send us $32,000 because we make a great pitch for you. Chris Reel comes on to talk about dual sports and the future, predicting the future with those. There's also some uh, conversation about what makes a great bike for kids, as well as buying a 250 versus a 350. Then uh, Jimmy and Logan will actually go into breaking down a debate about tire and moose size. And then there's also some talk about a Yamaha KTM built-in tuners. Sounds like there's a lot to learn from listening to this episode, so stay tuned and enjoy the show. Um, what are we going to talk about on tonight's show? Uh, this is episode 91. Um, we've been almost doing this for two years now, I think. I have, at least. Yeah. And I think we're, we're actually, we had pretty, some pretty good numbers on that last show. Um, on our YouTube channel, our, this, this, it's a 28 second video of a KTM adventure bike that has the Christini kit on it. It went over a million views, uh last uh last week and our we're up over 10 i think someplace we're up over ten thousand uh subscribers which is pretty good i think um so we're we're growing you see that's what happens you try to quit and then and then and then it grows so i had to come back i like I, and it wasn't even a if i was really gonna well i wasn't really gonna totally quit but i was pretty close to almost totally quitting so this is this is now for fun <laughs> <laughs> so you you're gonna have to upload all this stuff. You got that, Logan? I'm 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 negotiating getting you some money, some okay. m- money coming in. Yeah, you, know, you got to talk to Trevor. You got to name your price with Trevor, and then then the money starts flowing this direction. Because used to used to flow in here, and then it go every place else. And I never got any, and a lot of other people didn't get that much because there wasn't that much. But now it's the other way. Now it's supposed to come and flow in this direction then you get some and then maybe i get some too so um that's uh that's good uh, shout out to our sponsor beer um that's what kirk says after he says get the show going yeah it's i think it's going to be a two beer show uh sound is good the mic is good um i took a week off because i went out to king of the motos um i did not race this year and um i just watched i actually helped i I got out there and I can't help myself, but uh, Justin uh, can always use, actually at any of those events, you can always use a little bit of help. And so 
I helped him out a little bit. I didn't do much. I just made it worse. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good at doing that. I can make anything worse. <laughs> so uh, kind of enjoyed myself out there at that um, at that event and yeah, had a good, uh, good time. Uh, so, Logan, uh, let's get right into the uh, questions. Questions? Yeah. This, this show is brought to you by Jimmy Lewis Off-Road Training. Yes. Yeah, that's a motorcycle riding school. So if you want to be a better rider, uh, you should come see me or start looking at some of the stuff we're going to be doing online real soon. Um, yeah, the, even that YouTube channel, that Jimmy Lewis Off-Road YouTube channel, we're going to update some things. So uh, I know Matt's working on it in the background. So what's our first question? Um, hi, Jimmy. I signed up for this weekend's class but I am not happy with my rear tire setup, hoping to get it sorted out before the class. He has a 2018 EXCF 500, 120-118 Moto's Arena Gummy Hybrid with Michelin Bib Moose, 120-90-18, M18. And he says, uh, rear tires feel unstable, unpredictable in the corners. Imitate. Initiate. Initiate the turn is fine, but then grip goes away as I maintain slash tighten it more. On desert small rocks. Also, when launching in a straight line, the back end doesn't track straight slash wander side to side. My buddy Jim. Bartell from New York. That's Tony, by the way. One of your owls <laughs> thought it felt loose too. So um, he says that he thinks the moose is too small and it's letting the tire wander over it. Or is it just not a good tire for St. George Mesquite area desert trails? Um, and he mentions that Jim runs the Kenda Equilibrium. And I've run Kenda Parker's and Moto's Tractionator's ITs. So um, he has just <laughs> just not enough experience to know. So he says, Jimmy, do you have any preferences? Capability is more important than durability. I don't race and I don't want the bike to be. And I, I race. I don't race and I want the bike to be predictable as much as I can given my limited capabilities. Well, the uh, first thing is, uh, this is Richard. Um you're coming to the school so your abilities will get better uh and so what you're describing um is the number well there's two two really big things here you're describing almost exactly what it feels like when you have a loose moose on your tire so in other words that the moose is not putting um the pressure on the tire and the tire is actually like slipping around on the outside of the moose. So it, it will be squirmy and it, and it will be unpredictable um, no matter what. And so that is a problem because it's instead of a, you know, your tires are one, one twenty one hundred, and you have a one twenty ninety moose, which is actually smaller. But the f other thing about that is tire manufacturers, measure their tires their own way so some measure you know a 12090 is big on one and it's small on another and so you kind of if you're running michelin tires michelin moose fit in them perfectly if you're taking a michelin tire and put it on this instance a motos or a michelin moose and put it in a motos tire you don't know nitro moose who does not make tires 
they have a very specific fit chart so you know which one goes in which tire and 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 you should use their recommendation they're they've spent a lot of time putting this chart together and it's very accurate so um it's something you have to play with but i will tell you one thing that i my experience with moto's tires is and i'm not going to say they're all good or they're all bad or anything i have never ever had two motos tires that were the same and that's the one that if it's the same tire like if it's the tractionator i've had three different ones and they're all a little bit different whether it's rubber compound whether the size is different even though the number stamp on the side is the same um you know they 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 they're all of a sudden they change something on the exact same tire and it changes so the those tires for me i can't tell you about them because I've reviewed ones that I said were really good, and then I got another one, and it was really bad. Same tire, same size, same everything. Uh, very inconsistent. So um, I have a hard time telling you whether it's the tire or not the tire because it could be the tire, and it might not be the tire with that particular brand. Um, just my experience. So uh, I do run Parkers, um, Kenda Parkers. I do run Kenda Equilibriums. Jim runs pretty much what I run. He's learned um, that <laughs> he likes my setups. And so uh, I can tell you that you would definitely be on a more consistent tire if you were running Kendas or Dunlops or Michelins or Bridgestones or Pirellis because all those brands seem to be able to deliver the same tire multiple times and i'm consistent with them and i know how they work so um i i would say get the moose fitted in the tire properly to begin with and then decide whether that tire works for you whatever whatever brand it is so um that's my suggestion and uh, hopefully uh it's not wobbling around like that at the school because i'll probably put you on a kenda tire <laughs> so uh michael creddy um hi dbt i just read your extreme, extremely informative article with your 2017 250 fx uh with the pro circuit complete t6 stainless system i purchased this system for a 2021 yz 250 fx and would like to know if it's possible to run your map you created for the system on the four axis smartphone tuner or what would be the equivalent see attached for reference thanks for in adv advanced and this is oh can we already say his name michael uh mike uh so he he's looking at our 2017 test and we have a picture of the old handheld yamaha tuner which is three by three the grid gives you three positions in three rpm and then um throttle position ranges in both ignition and then um fuel mapping so he won he wonders if that style of a map will work on the four by four tuner and if if there was a variant for it and and it was one that we recommended uh, specifically for um, uh, the pipe that that we had put on the bike in our long-term test of that bike. And so uh, the answer is is yes, but since you have another grid, and here's here's the thing is, I think a lot of people just, and that's okay, you know, just send me this map. Send me a map. It's a good map. And But the beauty of the Yamaha tuner is that you can adjust the stuff so much. 
a lot of people don't want to do that. They just want the the map. And the thing is, is you could kind of take that if 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 whatever the way we described it. If that looks like okay, we described the power character and the reason we run that map. You could take the thing and you could look at the RPM ranges. And instead of being three, there's four, and and you could just kind of fill in the blanks, you know, because it it is on the map that he took the picture of. It was kind of we were a lot leaner on the fuel and we were a little bit hotter on the ignition, and it was it was kind of progressive. It was it was to kind of give the bike a little more snap on the bottom. So the lower numbers were bigger. They were like they were like lean by. Um, two and then th- yeah, i think it was three and then two and then one kind of and then on the on the ignition the same thing it was it was plus one plus two and then back to plus one so you could kind of do the same thing and just you just look at the match the numbers sort of and kind of fill in the grid but here's the thing with with that is like that's what so it's so easy to, to experiment and try and it's so easy as with you don't even have to plug the phone one in you just send to the bike and you know this because you play yeah. with it on yours um and just keep the RPM ranges because you can adjust the RPM ranges on the on the new app on the four by four one. You can actually have your throttle position at, at five, ten, and twenty, and then sixty percent as opposed to you know twenty, forty, sixty, eighty. There's so yeah. you can adjust the the throttle position where it makes the changes. But you the old one you couldn't do that. It was basically first third, second third, last third, and so you just kind of kind of guess in there and where you set your rpm ranges and it's a little it's a little complicated but if you spend the hour to learn that app it's a tuning tool that's worth thousands and thousands of dollars um in my opinion because you could spend a lot of time with the guy that knows how to grind cams and a guy that can play with compression ratios and squish shapes inside the head and different weights of valves and you can do all of this you can get the same kind of feeling out of the bike and sometimes yeah, I, want, I don't want to say that, that that power tuner ever really like increases the power. It may shift it around a little bit, but it's it makes the bike, you know, totally, totally rideable. And actually, Trevor was out today riding the new Husky, the 2021 and a half factory edition um, that has KTM's version of this app. And he said he was really digging it. He liked it. And for the same reason that a lot of people just want a map sent. He said, this one's simple. Like it doesn't, he, he said he wasn't really, he didn't really tell me what it, how, how advanced you could make it, but he said it has, you know, basically um, compression braking adjustment. You can give it more or less compression braking and then you can give it more or less like throttle feeling. And it was just, they had some really simple things. So there's, there's kind of, there's tools for everybody. And uh, I would I would say play around with it. Um, and the one thing that that I when I looked at this question that he asked is he didn't tell me what, if he would have told me what he wanted his bike to do. Like I had I would have to go back and read that story and see what we got the bike to do and why we picked that particular map. I can look at the map and I know how it affected the bike. I remember this. But if he it would have been easier for him to say. Uh, do you have a map that makes the bike do this? And don't just say, give me more power because <laughs> it doesn't do that. But it, it's like, I want this character. I want, you know, more throttle response in the bottom, or I want it to rev a little bit longer on top. And then, then I know what you would do. And we have a, someplace on dirt bike test. We have a fuel injection tuning story that, that just basically says, 
when you add fuel or take away fuel, it does this. And when you add ignition or take away ignition, it does that. So um, you learn a couple of these really simple steps. And I know we've talked about it in past shows, you know, what those steps are, but you learn what you're looking for and you try these things and try it a little bit more than you normally would. Not a small change, make a big change. Is it better or worse? Okay, that's better. Then you know you're going the right direction. Then you can play around with it. So um, that's part of kind of testing. And a lot of times when somebody says, "Hey, give me the give me the Jimmy Lewis five map," it's like, "Whoa, what? What's what? Why? <laughs> what? What does that do?" <laughs> and I've sent maps to people, and and they like them. They plug them in, and they 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 like them. And a lot of times I say, "Hey, tell me what you think of this map," because you know if they don't tell me what they want i don't know what to give them it's like they just give me this map and okay <laughs> so um yeah hopefully mike uh, that works out for you um we gotta we gotta do a, a honda honda read tell us tell us about the 21 2021 honda sierra 450r logan um the honda's new 2021 sierra 450r is designed to take you straight from the starting gate to victory circle this awesome open-class motocrosser features an all-new chassis, a major engine overhaul, new suspension, and new bodywork. And you can forget about clutch fade, adjustment, or hand fatigue with the new hydraulic clutch system. Lighter than ever, the Sierra 450R explodes out of corners when it's, in ti- when it's time to increase your lead. So get down to your local dealer and check out the 2021 Honda Sierra 450R. Go to mx.honda.com to see our full lineup of competition bikes. Hey, that's for competition closed course only. Yes. Yeah. Think Ken Roxon likes his? Probably. Seems like it. Yeah. I was one of the few journalists that liked that bike. Like everybody else complained about it. it says the suspension was too soft. You know, didn't work very well. <laughs> so I don't know. I thought it was I thought it was perfect. <laughs> I thought it was I thought it was a really good bike. Uh but anyways, you can read all the other magazines that don't like it. Um, next question. Um, Mike Zeberke. Zabinirk. Yeah, Zabinirk. That's not the guy who was telling us to get the show. No, that was that was Kirk Zerberging. Zerb. Zerbriggen. Yeah, Zerbriggen. Okay. So what does Mike want to know? What does this Mike want to know? Um, awesome to for Logan to speak up push push another Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. You guys are going doing great work. Stick with it. Speaking of picking up chicks with dirt bikes, have you ever tried the universal buddy pegs? They clip into into OEM pegs. I was surprised how well they work for small sunset adventure, etc. Uh <laughs> Condoms not included. <laughs> you know what a condom is, Logan? Yes. Yeah, good. That's good. Um, yeah, so what he's talking about, those. Uh, so I actually, the only reason we're doing the show tonight is not to talk about this. Uh, <laughs> is because I asked Logan, I said, I texted Logan today, said, hey, Logan, we doing the show tonight? He said, yes. I said, do you, no, I said, do you want to do the show tonight? And you said, yes. You said, sure. I said, sure. Sure. So he, we're here. So blame Logan. Yeah, uh, it, and that was like signing the signing the the lease agreement to upload this tomorrow. Yes. Yes, that's good. That's the right answer. Yeah, that was part of the fine print. Part of the fine print, the deal. Uh, 
so he's talking about these things that are actually i got them sent to me back when i was at dirt rider magazine they're these pegs that they're like these big big giant pegs that clip onto your foot pegs and they were made for like an emergency situation if you needed to ride somebody out like if somebody's bike broke or you know or they really didn't recommend them for you know double riding but um yeah no that that um uh it's better than having your chick's legs dangle you know behind you because then then she can control you she can i mean like your chick controls you i'm sure Especially if they're cheerleaders. Yeah, true. <laughs> like, I'm not talking about, like, on the motorcycle. I'm talking about just life in general. Oh, especially on the dirt bike. But especially, yeah. No, if you get somebody on the back that's swinging their legs oh, around, yeah. or if they if they, if they they hold you, like, if they hang on yeah. on your shoulders and stuff. Like, when I have somebody riding the back, I always have, have them put their feet on my foot pegs, yes. underneath the foot pegs. And, you know, I just tell them to put just their toes on, so I put my feet on top of them. And then I only let them hold on to my hips, only on the side. On me, they, we call those love handles. Mm-hmm. They say, hang on, love handles. you know. But that way they can't steer you very much because if they can get a hold of your shoulders and, or if they, if they clamp onto you, like if, if you shouldn't do anything to where they have to clamp onto you. Yeah. Except I'll tell you, uh, Heather can probably tell you. <laughs> Ask Heather about going down steep downhills. <laughs> yeah, boobies on the back, if you know what I mean. <laughs> so... Um, but anyways, if 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 they're if they're not hanging on to you, then they can't steer, you know. And then you shouldn't get out of control, and then they should feel comfortable and not uh, not not get out of control. So yeah, uh, thanks, Mike. Uh, I'm glad we're back too. I have I have a good time doing this thing. What does Justin want to know? Uh, Jimmy and Logan, my 13 year old, is looking for the next step after his 2015 KX100. He's not a huge kid, five four and 100 pounds, but he's been riding power, powered bikes since Jimmy recommend that we get him an OSET when he was barely five. He skilled and he wanted to race after doing a road book rally and his first enduro last year. A larger tank and even a headlight was would be great. Uh, what bikes or bikes should we be looking at ktm 150 something else you answer that question you're you're you you were that kid two yeah. years ago but you were yes. a little were you that tall or um i was a little smaller it's a little smaller okay yes. um yeah ktm 150 he he would definitely have to put one foot on the ground right and but he's gonna but i he's mean he's, fine. He's, he's gonna grow into it yes like like i mean you started growing like what about when did you start growing like a like about a year it was about a year ago yeah yeah you're gonna start growing and i you know um though the, i it i don't know that i mean yeah the funny thing is if he's starting to do like you know roadbook rallies and stuff on a, on a kx100 you know usually roadbook rallies are a little bit long um yeah that's a that's i mean you'd still at that size you can still ride the the kx100 pretty good and maybe it just doesn't have the the equipment and stuff that you need to to get the the range and stuff. But uh, I I always was a big fan of staying down on the smaller bike longer as opposed to moving up. It's nice if you it's really nice if you can have both, so you can have the opportunity to kind of bounce back and forth. Because sometimes getting on that big bike, the confidence is tough, you know. And then mm-hmm. you, you it's hard because the bike's riding you. You're not actually riding the bike. Yes. But I think 
definitely move up to a to a 125 or a 150 um yeah don't don't be going 250f uh because i think you know with the two stroke you have to still really concentrate on the power and learn to you know keep using the clutch and yeah yeah shifting and doing stuff that'll just make you a better rider in a longer run and at that weight um they have plenty of plenty of torque you know so you're good the good thing about the 150 is it's fuel injected so yeah that's uh that's uh pretty pretty good okay what's the next one house of ruse let the woman speak oh he's talking about our tenere video where i did it with my wife and um she he's he's saying let the woman speak she's my wife only she only should speak when spoken to right sure yeah you should you should run that one by your girlfriend Mm -hmm. yeah just to see how it flies it's good good times i'll (laughs) i'll have uh i'll have heather um heather chime in on that yeah I, i i cut her off a few times but it was because she in that video and i've said this a bunch of times before there's actually a whole we did a whole show on that video where we just talked about um <laughs> i got kind of a lot of crap about the same thing um i uh she she was she doesn't she didn't feel like she spoke the moto language and so she's like kind of she's like yeah i'll do it but just kind of coach me along or help me you, you know say the right thing so i did and i cut her off or didn't let her talk or spoke for her because i knew what she was thinking because that's how we work mm. uh john scott do you think they will make an r version of the ktm 390 adventure uh i don't think so i think uh i think that bike is kind of designed for a cost conscious market um and so making an r1 would kind of defeat the purpose um they have their their uh, power parts catalog that you can make it into an R um, yourself, but uh, I don't think they're going to make one. Nope. Alex Thrift. Hey guys, um, I know this is a long shot, but I have request. I have a request. I am forty-five and I have a twenty-nineteen YZ four fifty F that I can ride fast, but I just can't ride it fast very long like i can my 300 xc w tpi which thank you bmw btw as i brought it after seeing jimmy's review on it so i'm selling my 450 and looking at a new yz 250f i've i fell in love with the smaller bore four t's four stroke and have some time on that bike, but I just rode a KTM 250XEF, and it doesn't have the bottom end of the Yamaha. I was down at the Yamaha dealer, but just couldn't pull the trigger until I know that a 350XEF isn't the better choice. This bike will be an a faster XC style bike from the desert, etc. I know you guys are normally compare normally compare bikes of different classes, but with the 250FX being the bottom end king and what is regarded as the best overall power band of that class. 
can you guys do a comparison of it versus the 350XCF? I get that the KTM is going to have a 13 horsepower advantage, but if I wanted the most horsepower, I'd be keeping the 450. Thank you, and keep up the good work, as always. Sincerely, Alex Swift. So, Alex, you know what it's going to cost to get us to do <laughs> the, the, the comparison you just think? I'll, I, I don't have to do the comparison because I've ridden all the bikes. Um, so if you want to know what it's like to ride a Works Yamaha YZ250F, just ride a KTM 350. That's the kind of power and probably a little bit more that those that the factory bikes that you watch on TV are putting out. So the answer is if you want um, – it, it's so it's so awesome that we have so many choices and and the 350 um you're you're exactly right you know talking about the ktm 250 xcf just doesn't have the the beans that the yamaha has on the bottom and you really have to rev that the ktm to to kind of get it to go and if i wasn't constrained by you know racing in a class that i had to have a 250 i would have a 350 it's it's that simple the 350 is such a such a nice combination of lightweight and still having the torque and then it's doesn't have this crazy durability problem that you know when you get these 250s all wound up to make that kind of torque on the bottom because that that is expensive and <laughs> it cuts down the lifespan because it requires compression and race gas and crazy cams and all that kind of stuff so um the the you know the ktm or any variant of the 350 is actually a really a really good choice um and you know coming off the the 300 it's kind of weight wise that the 300 two stroke and the 350 four strokes kind of feel sort of the same they're pretty pretty similar when you're riding them because power adds weight you know so even the, the difference in weight between a 250 and a 350 isn't that much but it feels a little bit more on the you know while you're riding it because of the power so um yeah uh it i you know it it i think i think the 350 is the way to go i mean in all honesty if if you're not trying to race the 250 class <laughs> so um okay what is ariel valdez uh what are the sizes? What are the sizes of the tires you changed? And that's on the KTM 390. We did a, a whole wheel swap actually with some really nice W wheels. Um, we went away from the the mag wheel to a spokes wheels, and we actually put the same size, the stock size tires. Uh, we threw Kenda big blocks on it. I don't recall the size off the top of my head because there's so many different sizes, but they're they're the same size as the stock tires just in a more aggressive knobby pattern and uh still really happy with those so okay uh tony gross as always the best effing review great to see heather see he, he's got it figured out. it's good to see her not to hear her that's 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 the on the tenor review yeah oh wait <laughs> yeah all right i mean no she's okay <laughs> <laughs> uh, is she in the chat room i'm gonna get beat up now <laughs> uh jim gar garbus um i'm not a facebook facebook sort of person so i wait for the tech talk taco tuesday to be on the youtubes i always come 
away with a little bit more information. Information. Hope there is a way slash profitable for you to continue in some form. Loved the digital magazine. Have always appreciated your views and insights since the Moto magazine days. Hell, the only reason I know that Takamoto DDC Racing is from T Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. When I bought Climb Gear, I told them it was because of Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. Ah, oh, you should have reached out to me for a Climb discount code. So, Jim, send me an email. I'll get you a Climb discount code just for saying that. Um, yeah, uh, Takamoto and DDC should be um, sponsoring the show more. <laughs> just, just I'll, yeah, now, now I'll take your money. Actually, if so, the first person that sends me money on uh, what, what did the guy try to send it to me last time on like through Facebook? It was it was through Venmo or something like that. I, before I knew what those things were, a guy actually like really appreciated the show, and I I, I said thanks, but no thanks. I wasn't doing it, but I don't know. We'll see how it works out. I've been so I've been because since I haven't been doing that that much uh, stuff, I've been kind of looking at other people that are doing stuff on all the different channels and stuff and one of the one of the things when i look at stuff that i want that i'm interested in um i like i like there's a lot of djs i like and these are the guys that do these you know crazy um live uh mixes of of you know all different kinds of music and then one of my favorites is this guy named dj z trip and he has a he has a weekly or not a weekly, it's a month, he does a monthly um, live show and it, it ends up on YouTube and I actually, tri I've tripped across it on Facebook. It just popped up like this show pops up on some people's feeds on Facebook. And I mean, I'm familiar with them because a friend of mine gave me a bootleg, you know, it was a CD, a bootleg CD of one of his shows a long time ago. And I mean, he, he mixes like Rush against, you know like rap music and 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 does star wars themed weird it's and it's all over the place and it's it can be anything from jazz to to reggae to so it's it's kind of cool and he, he and I, I saw him perform at a at a ramp jam for tony hawk and he he threw all these like he took the soundtrack from from uh, bones brigade and and used a lot of that and mixed it up with modern stuff and 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 it was cool and, and like this guy i just i really enjoy watching what he does and and um because he, he does it live and he's you know he's the two turntables and he's got the computer going and, and it's he's not actually flipping vinyl on top of it because it's all digital now the way that they do it but he, he's not just sticking a usb stick in there and pushing play and then putting his hands up in the air it's not one of those guys <laughs> you know uh, uh so so I, I would I, I started you know and then then he then his, his shows started when the the COVID thing happened you know he couldn't go perform so he started doing these shows on um, he was doing them kind of in his in his house but they were putting them out on these different platforms and he ended up on a gaming platform called Twitch mm -hmm. and so there's there's all these different platforms now for ways to deliver this type of content you know where you have a chat room and and things kind of like what we do with the facebook thing and i and i get it when people see this on youtube and they're like i don't i don't do facebook and i try not to do facebook <laughs> i try not to do hard hey i posted two things on social media today it was a big day i don't i don't know what happened actually was it the same thing i posted i can't remember oh because i posted one for the show so um but 
you know, I'm, I'm just fascinated by all the ways that you can kind of share this digital platform and what they're doing to generate revenue. And, and you know, because at that point, you know, he's I'm sure he's sponsored by his, you know, the company that makes his turntables and stuff and his, his processing, things like that. But he sells a lot of merch. You know, he has his has his hats and T-shirts and stuff. But the size of where we're at and and his his streams are like on Twitch are doing like 5,000 followers. So it's enough to where, you know, he can sell a hat or whatnot. And we're, we're not there yet. And I really don't like having to package up two t-shirts a week and remember to, you know, print the postage out. And that's why the the store w- will be getting shut down real soon. It's, no, the store is going to get paused real soon. Cause Trevor or Scott can't figure out if they want it. <laughs> they have to reorder all the shirts. We're out of all the, the popular sizes now. We just have kids shirts. You need to go get one. Should you know? That's how I can pay you this show. You can get it. Take you can take a T-shirt. Um, so, uh, but yeah, I've been kind of checking that stuff out and seeing if there's different ways to 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 do this. But uh, uh, I, I I actually enjoy watching someone that's good. it's like watching a professional athlete. You know, when I like I watch like. Like I watch Supercross and and I'm, I analyze what the guys are doing and I really understand it, but I watch him work the turntables and stuff and it's it's like what is he doing? I, I literally want him to kind of explain what he's doing because he's doing all this crazy stuff and but uh, yeah no so it's probably people wonder what we're doing here like we're not doing that much crazy stuff but how do you know so much about dirt bikes? <laughs> so uh, somebody will probably post up the link to Z Trip in our. Uh, in our uh, thing, George will probably get it. He got the foot pegs. You see that? He already put up the uh, rescue page. BrapPowerSports.com is where you go to uh, see the rescue pegs. Uh, thanks, George. That's uh, that's good. George will be out here next week. You know, we could have a really good show next week. Really, really good show next week. Yeah. There, there's going to be some people here. Really interesting. A lot of really cool. We could have a really good show next week. Just saying. So, just you know, book it out. Tell yeah. the girl, tell the girlfriend, no, no, whatever you're gonna plan on doing that time. Uh, next, uh oh, is Heather in the room? <laughs> next question. Um, Paulo C. Hey Jimmy, I have that same six day Portugal. If you can teach me to ride it, I'll teach you some Portuguese. Little nice episode thumbs up um i don't think i have enough brain cells to learn portuguese <laughs> so uh somebody had a husaberg question so husaberg um we take the, those jump to the front of the line uh the husaberg question was i'll, I'll kind of roll back here and it was kirk zerb zerbringen zerb they, I'll get an email tomorrow about how to pronounce his name. It'll be phonetically spelled. Say, thanks for taking the time to answer my question, but you butchered my name. <laughs> what rear sag do you run on a Husaberg PDS for desert versus single track riding? Um, I don't run any different sag uh, between those two uh, scenarios. I pretty much, I'm on, on those bikes, I run it like right at 100. And the thing is, mine have the rear gas tanks on it. And so a lot of times um, when they're full with that weight a little bit farther back, that's why I run it a little bit high 
and then uh, by the time it slowly bleeds off i'm used to it being a little bit high and the bike handles just just fine so i don't i don't change it but i'm pretty much at a at 100 and on i think i'm running titanium springs in those things which act a little bit different um and they they don't mind the uh the little extra preload uh as well i think they're a little bit looser on the top and well, you should know you're the one that bought them i wouldn't spend money on a titanium spring but i tested them and i liked them uh they, they're 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 a little bit looser and they have they also have a different rebound character also than a than a steel spring so um okay what's our next oh you're you're working on the next <laughs> yeah not working it's not working <laughs> those are some interesting languages huh what's the what's the name ex Excel Gorin official <laughs> Logan's busy doing his uh you know making his translate stuff go hey uh climb just uh, dropped their new 2021 uh, Mojave and XC light and Dakar gear so if you're looking to look as good as I do when I ride um you should probably jump on their website and get it because that stuff has been selling out pretty quick and uh yeah, I can I can wear a lot of the my old gear was it wasn't getting worn out. It was I was getting worn out of it cuz I wore the new stuff and I liked the colorways a lot better. And so I'm like, man, when I can I wear these? And so now I can wear it cuz it's released and they have new goggles that are pretty um pretty awesome. I'm trying to remember the name of the goggle. It's not the Viper Pro. It's a different it's a different name, but they they have a, mag, a goggle with a magnetic lens now. It's pretty it's pretty neat. It's something that looks you know they 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 have their all their snow stuff, and I'm sure that in the snow market the magnetic lens goggles are pretty cool. And so this was a pretty neat uh, pretty neat thing. I got to wear those for the photo shoots and stuff. And then I had to kind of put them on the shelf until now. So go get yourself some uh, climb gear at climb.com. Uh, tell them Jimmy sent you, just like uh, uh, Jim Garbus did. So, next question. Uh, Pacific Northwest. I put that Recluse Radio CX on my 450L. It's a must-have mod. Well, Great a, video. That's what we said. Yeah, it's amazing. Well, I and Recluse, another backer of this uh, this podcast. Um. I think, especially on those Hondas, um, I don't really have a problem with the stock clutch until I ride something, another bike that has better clutch on it because it's 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 just okay, it's good. But those are, when I start thinking of the stuff I want to change on that bike, that's one of the first things that comes to my mind on a Honda 450X or Honda 450L for sure. Uh, just way better uh, modulation and control. Okay. Uh, Daybot, if you knew how to ride, you wouldn't even need the front wheel attached to the bike. Oh, Daybot. <laughs> um, he's talking about the recluse video that has a million views, and that's what he came up with. In 27, 28 seconds of video, he was telling me if I knew how to ride, <laughs> I wouldn't need. I can wheelie until all the oil runs out of the crankcase. So, yeah, Daybot, can you do that? <laughs> um let's see check your phone i'm I'm supposed to be getting a supposed to be getting us a, a call here oh here we go I, I got a number 
I want to I want to call Chris real because I want to talk about some yeah. of the pending uh, emissions regulations we got coming up. Uh, what's the is that we got some other one? Keep going. Um, Brandon, please do a video on the best all around dirt bike tire. I'm not too worried about longevity as long as I get good perform- performance out of it. I'd say good 70% towards performance and 30% wear condi- characteristics. Only dirt bikes don't need a, a dot. Dear, dear Brandon, please send us $32,000, and I will use that money to purchase all the tires for said test. It will cover eh, 20% of my time to go do it, uh, and I'll get you some free tires, Logan, with this deal. you got to ride them, too. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I could, I could see that that exhaustive level of testing would take eh, probably six months. And then I will send you back the video that you are uh, requesting. Or do you want me to just guess? I should just guess like all the other guys in the internet do. No, that would ruin my credibility. What do you think I should do? Logan? Get the 32 grand. 32 grand in tires. Yeah. Okay. So Brandon, yeah, send it. Just, uh, yeah, send me an email. I'll tell you where, which bank account to drop it into. It'll be good. I'll get you the best tire test. I will tell you by the end of that, I will, I will give you the answer. But if you just want my opinion, um, Kenda Parker DT. Let's see. Let me make sure. Let me do the seventy percent towards performance and thirty percent wear characteristics. Um, not too worried about longevity. What are you going to ride it on? Oh, there's. I have a lot of questions here. Yeah. <laughs> what what kind of what kind of terrain are you going to ride it on? Uh, um, because if you, I, I just threw out the Kenda Parker DT because that's what I have on all of my bikes, except for what was that? Did I drop that? Uh, yeah, it's the iPod. Oh, that thing broke. Yeah, and the bell. My whole set's falling apart over here. Um, I need to know <laughs> if all around. I guess uh, that means like everything. Oh, it it it's crazy because I mean I have half the time the other half the time I run the the kind of equilibrium are the other ones I run but you know Pirelli makes a really good um, their uh, uh, what's their their mid mid soft the pre, pre, trying to think what those the the Michelin Starcross five mediums are really good the the MX Extra the Pirelli tire that's really good. Um, I am not, me personally, I'm not a fan of the Dunlops. They just don't work for me, but they seem to work for lots of guys. Uh, the Bridgestone, the, the latest Bridgestone's are really good. They haven't done anything to promote those tires, uh, but I've ridden them on some new bikes. Uh, there's there's so many good tires. You, you should, you'd probably be a lot cheaper for you to just um, buy a new tire every couple weeks you go riding and figure out which one you like. Because... For, for somebody to sit back here and tell you, oh, this is the best tire, that's that's ridiculous. Because for every time I say that I don't like a Dunlop, and that's just Jimmy, I know other people that say I don't like a Kenda. You know, and and I don't argue with them <laughs> um, because they're different the way that they the way that they perform. And I turn at a, a turn angle that works better for me with almost every other tire, but. A Dunlop, and it's nothing wrong with them because they seem to sell a heck of a lot of tires, and a lot of people really like them. So um, there's a lot of good stuff out there. Uh, mostly, I and, and I, I really judge a tire based on braking performance. I put braking performance as my primary um, braking, and then turning. And so you know, and, and that 
like traction a lot of time has to do with you know if you if you like to spin a lot then certain tires work better for you than a guy that likes to track and that's why i like to track as opposed to spin so um don't take my word for it search the internet just search youtube it'll save you a lot of money actually you get a pre youtube premium subscription for what 20 bucks a month something like that and then they'll just feed it to you all day long <laughs> What does Tyrone want to know? Tyrone is in, my name. Tyrone is my name. <laughs> it's sad to see you maybe see CX the show. Um, I've learned a lot and spent a lot of money because of these hangouts. Oh, what does CX mean? I need to learn something. CX, clip, cut, S can. <laughs> uh, who knows? Um, okay, so what are we on next? John Fisher? Yeah. Okay. Uh, personally, I think he is doing a great job and recently contacted him about some boots, and he was very helpful. I listened to all of the content on the podcast during the day, so although I didn't show up on the Facebook feed, I'm still listening to the shows. And I agree with his position on sponsors that if he he's contacted them and they don't want to pay anything to be on his show, then he gets amnesia. Amnesia. Because people differently listen to what he says. Yeah. So, you know who he's talking about when he says he? Uh... Me. Yeah. Yeah. This is a show where I talk about myself. <laughs> um, yeah, that was like that, that, that amnesia thing. I do that. Um, that's a, that's a, <laughs> I'm glad somebody noticed that. <laughs> that's, I was advised not to do that by many people, <laughs> but uh, uh, I like to do things my own way sometimes. Um, and just it just kind of proves a point. And then, you know, the people that know, know. And then the people that don't, they wonder. And then I get an email, and they want to know what it is. And I said, man, I, I wish I could remember. Um, and because, yeah, people do trust what we say here because I try to be as honest as I possibly can. I mean, look what I just did to my tire helper. <laughs> you know, Ken, I said there's better tires than – I said I don't just recommend only them. I'd say there's lots of different ones. I don't say go grab – this one but if you're supporting and kenda does support my uh um schools my off-road schools they help us out quite a bit because we have a lot of rental bikes and i burn through a lot of tires so but i never get to use the new ones i'm always putting them on the rental bikes and i get like secondhand ones i need to change that okay michael d um look jimmy many of us checked out of facebook i've looked on youtube for a live stream but nothing no blame but i'm looking and can't find your stuff on the days you broadcast i don't tweet or anything else that is censoring content i don't know if there's a good answer as far as the digital ma magazine you haven't pub publicized it enough for us to find it i would go there if i knew an easier way to get it can I come over to your house? I'll bring it. You didn't put your address in here, so I can't do that. Okay, keep going. I still don't know how to find it. 
Jimmy, your efforts are needed. I guess the marketing part of it is toughest for you. No blame. I know. I know. Let me take over your computer. Like just we do that thing where I get in, you know, like like the the um, hackers do. You know, we share this computer screen. I go in your computer and I will type in the web address where you can get the digital magazine while my uh, cohort, that's you, mm-hmm. you, you, you go in the background and reach around the back and get the banking info. Yeah. Yeah, just get the banking info and then we make a deposit, a large deposit into his account, but it's actually a fake screen that, that looks like his bank account, but you know, and then you get him to send you a check back. It's, it's the best way to monetize this whole thing. Um, just trying to express one viewer's frustration to trying to find the best information on dirt bikes on the web. Good luck, Jimmy, and regardless of what happens, you are loved and what you do is appreciated. Oh, that's nice. I wish I wouldn't have been mean and tried to hack his computer now. (laughs) Uh, No, if you're frustrated, you you thought you're frustrated. I was frustrated. I still am frustrated, but I don't care. I, as long as I'm having fun doing this, I'll do it. And then Logan probably needs money and he's got to talk to Trevor about how to get money. And it's somebody else's problem now. That is a nice shirt you got on. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a sweet shirt. I don't even have one of those. <laughs> uh, he's wearing a climb shirt. If you're just listening, uh, that's yeah. why I said that. Hey, what's our other, what's our other sponsor? Uh, maybe KTM. No, it's KTM. Yeah. Yeah. They're back. They're back? Yeah, yeah, they're back. Yeah, so you can you can read that. Oh, you probably have that memorized, don't you? Didn't you have it memorized when when we switched on you last time? Yeah, I had it memorized for a half of the show. Half of the show. Yeah. And then and then we we said we're doing Honda reads now. No, then you said, Logan, Chain. go make your own. Make. <laughs> <laughs> okay, powered by a distinct ready race mentality, KTM is the world's leading high-performance street and off-road motorcycle manufacturer with north america headquarters based in marietta california over the years ktm has built a reputation as a fierce competitor on the racetracks around the world uh, and the brands remarkable global success is reflected in every move it makes and every product it develops Shh. haven't done that for like two months and you almost nailed it yeah. that was good yeah so so that school brain's coming back in yeah. A little bit. Hey, um, Dimitri as an as 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 Ello. Dimitri Azazello wants to know how do you recommend one decide if the stock suspension is good enough or it needs to needs a revalve? I'm about to take oh every suspension needs a revalve, don't you read the internet? In fact, <laughs> <laughs> no, don't don't believe that. Um, I'm about to take possession of a Beta 200 factory with Kaaba forks. After riding on the same suspension for the last seven years that was revalved for me, I'm not so confident I can evaluate the new stuff very well since I'm so used to what I got. Thanks for the show. Keep it going. I love it. Uh, well, since you said those nice things, I'm going to tell you that, hey, when you hop on that bike, um, the bike will tell you whether the suspension is, is whether you like it or not. And if there's something different. Um, so the first thing that the first thing that you want to do is if it's a new bike or if it's new to you, um, ride it for a little while, just ride it the way it is. 
and you know if it's brand new break it in make sure it's broken in and while you're doing the break in start saying hey you know you check your ride height make sure your ride height's set and then go okay is that is it is it too stiff too soft you know d- give yourself some cues on like what do you want to change and then play with the clickers don't be afraid to you know go full stiff on the fork and see what it does and back it all the way off and see what it does and this is how i learned how to do suspension on my 1986 yz125 i tried the full range of clickers and and felt what it did and then i moved them around and you know i wrote down where it started at and i went all stiff and then all soft and rebound compression individually changed each one individually and i felt what to me what it felt like it did so don't be afraid to do some of this stuff and if there's characteristics that your new bike has or doesn't have compared to your old bike see if you can um, make those kind of changes with the with the clickers and the good thing about that is so when you put 10 hours on your bike or five hours, whatever, 10, 15 hours, you know, at that point, it's time to get the suspension serviced if it's brand new. Or if it's new to you, you don't know how long it's been since the other guy did it. Have your suspension and send it in service, but have it at its best setting you can get it, you know, the, you, you have it adjusted to your best setting for what it is. Don't get it revalved yet. Just have it serviced. Because a lot of times that does make a difference in how the bike works. Make sure the oil heights are proper in the fork. Make sure the sh- everything in the shock is clean. Because sometimes a little bit of debris gets stuck in the valving or stuff like this. Not not as big of a problem as it was in the old days, but it, it still does happen. Um, get it serviced. Ride it again and play around with it. And and at that point, you can have a discussion with your tuner. You know, the guy who does the, the suspension. Or if you're doing it yourself, you know, you can, there's ways you can learn what you can change. But I would, especially the shock, send it to, you know, if you're getting valving done, send it to somebody that knows what they're doing because it, it'll save you a lot of teardowns of suspension. Then, then you can say, hey, this is where it's at. This is where I'm set at. Do you think there's a, a way to go from here? Or, you know, what can we change? Or is, is this a known, you know, thing? Because a lot of times people just send brand new suspension. And the guy's like, well, what do I do with it now? If I were the suspension guy, I would change the fluid and put stickers on it and send it back. Oh, yeah, I set it up just for you. Let me know. It's free revalve when you're. <laughs> it's a free revalve when you have it in for the next service. So um, I I think, um, Dimitri, I think, uh, you know, like I said, just just ride it. And, and the fact that it was set up for you doesn't necessarily mean it was set up for you. They just put a setting in it. And it may be based off of what somebody else, you know told them and maybe not you and so that's what i would do i wouldn't i wouldn't stress on it stock stuff is really really good uh and somebody says z trip is off awesome <laughs> that's uh that's good um okay uh, curly stoker says my 16 year old daughter is listening to this with me she is clearly loving the parts about women need to be seen not heard uh, they need to learn it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Did 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 you let her out, out of the restraints <laughs> after she agreed with our opinions here? I mean, I'm not sure how you. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> no, I did not. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, what else we got? You got another question on the thing? Or we, no. we run through the questions on those? We're out on those ones. Uh, George did throw up the D- DJ Z trip uh, thing up there. Mm-hmm. 
Let's see. Rusty Nail, you could farm out the merch logistics for a per item fee. Um, yeah. That would require... Logan, you want to manage that? I don't even know what he's talking about. That's when we start selling hats and t-shirts and stuff. That's the merch. Yes. Yeah. That's all the stuff. Like, see, if you were a DJ, you would have your super hot girlfriend in the back, like setting up a table with your little cassettes and some hats and t-shirts. You'd be selling them at the show, but since you use the internet, um, that's how, it, that's how it works. Uh, let's see. Kirk Zerbergen says, have you drilled out the two millimeter hole in the butterfly valve on the FI key in? it smooths out throttle response and flame out uh, on what bike? Oh, on my Husabergs? No, I, didn't do that i that thing makes so much power like it doesn't need any holes drilled in it anymore um let's see wait a minute any plans to get shorty and brayback back in to debrief the dakar race that could happen next week never know um brian down says the parker dt is now my go-to tire um hopefully because i told him about it and he just blindly trusted me uh oh jason padel tells me cx means cancel now we know thank you jason i like to learn something every day uh craig albert says cancel cx means radius clutch in recluse world yes gregory that is the truth (laughs) um and then san felipe bob is as usual dissing dis dishing out advice um and uh, Craig Alberts is giving relationship advice. He says, treat Heather better for less frustration. Um, it's like letting the wolf out of the cage. I'm gonna be, I could pay for it <laughs> later. I'm going to pay for it now. So let's see. Um, uh, babes in the dirt. Where's babes in the dirt? San Felipe, Bob. I'm not sure what that is. Um, let's see. Um, I went to the tuner three times. So Dimitri says, I went to the tuner three times until they got it to my liking. So no, it was really for me. Okay, so that's good. Um, you, and and that's that happens a lot of times um, that you have to have your um, attempting to reconnect. Uh-oh, that's bad. <laughs> Are we still, we're still recording here. Let's see, lost internet connection. How can we do this? We're gonna check. We're we're gonna check on our things here. Um, I should have noted. Yeah, we did freeze up here. I lost internet too, and I'm not on your internet. Oh, we just popped back. I think. Oh boy, yeah. It's that one's done doing what it's doing. Yeah, it's done. Yeah. Area yeah. fifty-one stuff going on there. Oh yeah. Yeah, my um, we've been having spotty connection out here lately. My thing has been kind of shutting down on me. So, um, I think we're back. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and try to give uh, Chris Real a call because the one thing I really wanted to talk about on the show tonight was uh, the the new, um, basically what California Air Resources Board is doing to uh, on-road motorcycles. So this affects dual sport bikes in our world. And um, let me see if I can kind uh, of pinch through here and give him a call uh, because this is going to affect all of us. And it's funny because these Chris sent me this big PowerPoint presentation and see if he, 
if he shows up, he's on speaker. I got to turn this thing on, see if this thing comes in. I think we're talking to you. Chris, can you hear us on the phone now? Yes, I can. How are you, Jimmy? Oh, pretty good. So, uh, and you guys can hear him now. I can hear him, yeah. Yeah, I, I made a modification. <laughs> so, uh, everybody, this is Chris Real. Um, he is a friend of the show, and he works for DPS Technical Services. And uh, you want to tell everybody what you what you do, Chris? Yes. Well, we we do a variety of things. Um, you know, we're a technical service provider within the power sports community and the specialty automotive. So basically, I do testing and evaluate data, and and try to uh, you know to to help products go forward for for the, our industry. And we work also in the environmental protection side. So I am the noise and spark arrester person, and uh, that's pretty much what we do. We also do some consulting in the in the petrochemical fuels side of, of the world and help get new products through through the regulatory agencies like EPA, the California Air Resources Board, and the U.S. Forest Service. So. That's what I do, and I ride motorcycles once in a while, too. Right. And so you sent me the presentation on what uh, CARB is planning and doing, and basically, from what I gathered, uh, they are trying to, you know, with the help of the manufacturers, and in discussion, at least, with the manufacturers, they're trying to bring the, the I'll say, the crazy CARB guidelines more in line with what the Euro 5 standard is and I guess that's the crazy Euro five standard. Um, <laughs> you know, they're, they're, the the reduction in hydrocarbons and and um, all that stuff is they're they're really working on that. Yes, that that's a that's a true statement, and they have been working on you know on on cleaning up the air um, and pushing technology forward by regulatory actions for you know since their inception so it's really nothing new um but every few years we have hurdles that we have to get over and then people will have different ideas on what what they would like to achieve by a prescribed date and so there are changes brewing and and we we talked about them in one of the other shows back in a year ago and and so you know we're you know, we're we're at a at a at a phase point where um, some regulations are coming forward, some proposals are coming forward, and and it's going to have an impact, and and we're going to get through it. So the the biggest thing is they're really trying to reduce the evaporative side. That's that they they targeted that as a as a as a big area to you know to to target, which basically means when when your bike is running or not running, it can't put fumes or anything out into the atmosphere, whether it comes out of the crankcase, out of the gas tank vent line, or out of the tailpipe. True. And and, and, and if you kind of look at, 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 a, at a vehicle as a source and you start looking at hydrocarbons escaping, it kind of doesn't matter you know, to the environment which end of the motorcycle comes out of either comes out of the back end as hydrocarbons or it comes out of the gas vents or the fuel lines or spills on the ground through the carburetor vents um as as hydrocarbons you know ultimately it gets into the 
atmosphere and and has an effect and so the goal is to minimize the effect by controlling the source no matter what that is right and and we can think what you want and you can wave your arms up in the air and yell and scream and complain it's this is coming because it's it's going to be it is and it's going to be regulated and there's really no two ways around this true and it and it has been regulated um, you know, for 30 years, it's just it's just getting down to, you know, the brass tacks of of tightening up the regulation and 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 technology is is being adapted to our motorcycles uh, that we that we love and and at first we think it's a bad idea and then after we ride it a little bit and we get used to it and it improves a bit we say well it's kind of a good idea so. I'm, you know, I I remain optimistic, um, but I also am, am a realist because change is hard and sometimes it's painful. Yeah, and and I went out. So so when I was looking at this, and and you made some really good points, and kind of your brief is that the 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 things like you know larger gas tanks require larger charcoal canisters, and so you can see. You know, and a lot of times you go, why do they put such small fuel tanks on these bikes? And there's there's reasons for it that are maybe just beyond like, oh, you know, well, most people don't need them. <laughs> so, um, you know, there's 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 and, and you pointed out also that there's going to be some increased costs with this because the the not only are they talking about reducing the emissions, they're also talking about increasing the durability the length of durability where these um, vehicles have to be tested at. So instead of a, I don't remember the specific numbers, instead of being like a 15,000 kilometer test, it now is a 35 or a 50,000 kilometer test. Yes. And, and, and so all of these things have costs and, and, you know, emission systems durability um, is, you know, it's a mandate and the, and the manufacturers, you know, if they don't, if they don't achieve the you know the the durability, then they have to fix it for free and pay a big stomping fine. And so, to engineer over engineer, you know, fail safes into it, um, things get a little heavier. They get a little bit more, you know. Of course, they get more durable, and and it takes a little longer in the qualification process on their internal testing, and and then it you know it winds up costing more um and so you know so so you know there's you know there are going to be costs that are affiliated with the technology um and 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 even the regulatory fees are have are are scheduled to really increase um whether it be the certification fees or the um or the the penalties for non-compliance or or uh, non-durability, so so all of those things you really really have an identifiable um, criteria, and some of it's a little bit frightening for the manufacturers. So I, they have <laughs> to be cautious. Yeah, oh, no, I, would, I would agree. I mean, I saw some of the things about the fines and stuff, and I think on their on the manufacturer side, at least they're smart trying to make the tests very similar to the Euro Five test because they're already doing that, and. And you know these are these are so they're trying to make it so that there's a single test as opposed to having a special one just to get into the United States or just to get into California, and and I think that that might in some ways 
you know, make it a little bit easier for them? And at least there's some forward thinking on that. Well, there, there is forward thinking, but the thing, you, and, and we call that global harmonization, the thing that is that, that we have to keep in mind is if it's true global harmonization, you know, our stuff matches their stuff and their stuff matches our stuff and we can all get along, that's, that's good on paper, but then sometimes a regulatory agency will say, but we want another scoop on top of that and we want it done this way and we're not necessarily going to accept that. Well, then then it truly isn't a harmonized product. It, it, it's, it's, you know, it becomes a, you know, an, another, another level of, of, of testing and qualification and stuff. So it, you know, if, if it was all har- truly harmonized, I think we could all get along to a point. But it's it's but ne- it's never going to be that way. Especially with especially with California, because it's funny because you know even you said that like California is like kind of steering the ship and they're expecting the EPA, the federal agency, to fall in line, <laughs> and you know which is like you know the the tail wagging the dog. Well, yeah, and 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 EPA. Yeah, California's a very different country, and I, I said that on purpose. It's a it's a different country, um, and so you know what works what works for 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 California doesn't necessarily work for Kansas, and you know what I mean. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. So we have to. So we, you know, we we have to take a take a, a look at, at EPA's perspective. They're going. Well, wait a minute. That doesn't work immediately for everybody and and so so we get some you know i call it regulatory disconnect um and so it it does take some time but but ultimately these things do move the bar up and things do get Better. Yeah, there's there's um, always there's always like the growing pains and i saw this you know when 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 real when they started trying to make you know lightweight competition style dual sport bikes in the beginning, they were they were you know especially with carburetors, they were just they were horrible and 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 you you almost couldn't ride them stock. And now you can take them, and and for sure now a a, a regulated homologated four fifty runs maybe as good as a three fifty and and stuff like that. So there's there's and there's always going to be ways around that and we all you know we all know that although it seems like they're really starting to tighten down on that there was a lot of documentation in there explaining how they were going to make it quote tamper proof you know they wanted to eliminate the ability for for the end user to to modify stuff so um there's and, and so the, what, what i want to roll it back to is like how is this going to affect our our dirt bikes our dual sport bikes um you know specifically that they're, they're you know, the the one thing that was noted in there is they they were saying they were making a lot of changes because of the governor's new you know all electric vehicles by twenty thirty five. You know, your governor's <laughs> your governor's uh, mandate that everything was going to be electric by twenty thirty five. Yeah, and 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 you. Know, Dual sport bikes are, are going to evolve. They're going to have more electronic and emission control components 
because they're really a street bike. They're an on-highway motorcycle. Yep. Yes, we yes we ride them off of paved surfaces, and sometimes we you know, you know we strip you know the the components off to go race them. Um, but but in in reality, the um, the, the dual sport bike is it on highway motorcycle and 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 so it has some some um some emission requirements it has some durability requirements it has some sound requirements and it has some brake requirements and it has a bunch of things that go with it and 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 you know they are they have gotten a lot better um but they're going to change a little bit they're going to evolve um and so so you know the the evolution is going to make the bikes. You know initially they'll get a little bit slower, um, or a little bit heavier, or a little bit harder to tune the way you want to tune them. But but they're going to also get get more more durable and um, and and maybe they'll have a you know I kind of expect them to have a you know the engine family is going to have a, a longer lifespan so things won't change quite so rapidly with with the engine itself but maybe some of the componentry you know the the controllers uh, will will evolve and um and we'll you know we'll, we'll get our fuel economy back and we'll start inching up on on our on our power density our, our horsepower a little bit and um because they also so, they also mentioned that they were they were expecting some changes of the fuel, correct? Oh yeah, fuel fuel is going to for sure. Fuel is going to continue to evolve, um, and 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 we are, we're going to see more of the alcohols. And and in reality, some of the smarter fuel injection systems kind of tolerate that a little bit better. Um, and so yeah, I can't say, I can't say it's all a bad thing. Um, yeah. but. But you know, we we are going to we're going to see you know, different different fuels you know, at, you know, become you know, more mainstream, and you know we're we're also going to see you know maybe some some fuel interchangeability at some point with our with our vehicles. So, yeah. You know, I, yeah. And then and then there's always and then there's always you know electrics coming, you know, and and how that you know same thing. It's like it's like as batteries change, as batteries get better. You know the the like you say the power density. You know what we expect and what we can get, and that's all that's all evolving. So I think we're you know you always sit there and you you know when somebody says something's going to change and you hear about regulation, you go you just go doomsday. Oh, this is the end of it. I got to buy my two stroke now, and you know so in you know a lot of this stuff. If if you're really worried about it, buy it and put it in packaging paper. <laughs> Hopefully they won't regulate your ability to ride something you already own, but. You know, I mean, look at how good the bikes we're buying now are, and and they're 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 frankly they're amazing, and uh, and with even with all the stuff that everybody said was going to wreck them. Right, and and you know, I always say, you know, it's like you know, I you know, I thought you know, you know, I thought my nineteen seventy two Bull Taco was was the king of the pile, <laughs> and then the seventy four seventy four Elsinore came out, and I was on the bottom of the pile in two years. Yeah. So, Evolution, evolution is a, you know, is, you know, you know, is is a good thing, you know, but it is, it is a little bit painful at times. But you know, I re- I remain optimistic because you know, look at look at the bikes just just ten years ago. 
the, the, the strides, how, how much better they've become. I'm, and, do, I'm doing math in my so, head right now because I'm going, okay, I, I did a 2000. When, when did the KTM go for, you know, like, well, 2008 was just a pinnacle year because you know what was introduced that year, Logan? You know, um, 2008, what, what came out that year? Electric Star? No, the Husaberg 570, bro. Yeah. Yeah. That was the first fuel injected quote KTM. So, and I'm still riding one of those things. Yes. <laughs> That's, see, see, that was the pinnacle moment is when, when, when I got my Husaberg, Chris. I, I don't know if you, you're familiar with this, but I really like that bike. I, 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 I think so. You know, um, it, you know, I think I've even ridden your bike, but we won't even you know, go there. Yeah, you know, I I, I let people try it because you got you got to know. But I, I was really happy with it until I had to work on it one time, and then then I then then it's a love hate relationship. But I don't work on them much anymore. I just ride them. I just take them out in special occasions when things are all good. So, <laughs> hey Logan, did you come out in two thousand and eight? Uh, three years before. Three years before that, yeah. So you're a two thousand and five model. Yeah. Right. Carbureted. <laughs> Carbureted. Didn't come with the fuel injection. Yeah, it didn't come with fuel injection. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he comes with disc brakes, a single shock. You know, you don't know what a twin shocker is. That's that's ancient history. <laughs> so, hey, Chris, thanks for uh, thanks for uh, kind of keeping me in the pipe on this stuff and uh, know what's up. So, so how long are we going to be able to buy gas-burning dirt bikes for? Well, you'll probably be able to buy buy the the bikes somehow, some way. Um, but you know, part of part of some of these executive orders, you know, are re, are, are going to reduce the availability, or more probably increase the costing of of your fuel. So, yeah, you can buy gas for your. You know, you can buy your dirt bike. You can smuggle it in from a third world country and go out to Pahrump. But if if the refineries get run out of places, you know, gas may be 10 bucks a gallon. And so, you, you know, you might, you might think twice about wanting to have a, a, a gas powered thing that's your main, your main squeeze. Right. Um, but, but, you know, how how you know? Look at how fast some of the technology has come on the electrics, and you know they're they're not bad, and they're getting better rapidly. You know we have some challenges, you know, and 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 with technology comes comes challenges. So um, I'll I'll say I'll be riding you know gas powered vehicles for a while. But I certainly enjoy writing some of the electric stuff, um, and at at some point in time, that maybe that, that that technology might catch up to my expectation or our expectations of what we want to do with it. Yeah. Um. And 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 you know, um, I you know I I look at it and I go, well, there's you know there's places for you. There's places for, you know, 1290 KTMs and 300 KTMs and 450L Hondas. Um, and not everybody's idea of a perfect bike is the same bike. Yeah, I, um, I, I mean, frankly, the majority of people don't outride the range of a current battery in in electric stuff. I mean, I, I you know, I witness how much they go and 
they ride. I mean, they, they, they talk like they're burning off tanks of fuel, but, you know, you see them take off and, you know, a quarter tank later, they're back and that's it. And it's like, oh, you could have done that on, you know, you could have done that electric, but at the same time, I'm not, I'm not, I, I mean, for me, I, it's not there yet, uh, but I have ridden some electric bikes that are frankly pretty, pretty amazing. I mean, that Alto is pretty neat and there's some, you know, some stuff I'm sure coming down the pipe and, and it's, uh, it's game on. I'm like I said, I'm not afraid of it. And, and if it, if it, I'm sure whatever I have in my stockpile will <laughs> last me until the next the next good things comes out, and then I'll just move on. So. Well, well, yeah, and and you know, you know, I can you I can see a time when when me writing you know, you know my you know, you know my short little loop uh, just just to, you know to to, to you know, to, to have some fun. Um, I, I can, you know, I, I tested a bike not too long ago that I could actually play for 40 miles on single track and be pretty happy with, and it made no sound. Yeah. Now, it, it, it wouldn't replace every bike in my fleet, but for that Saturday morning quick, you know, quick little ride, maybe, um... And it has no maintenance, so uh, you know there's 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 some upside there, but but you know you know we'll have to wait on technology because you know fuel, gasoline, hydrocarbons. I mean, it's they've had a you know a couple hundred years to to to, to fine tune that, and it's a it's right now it's the incumbent, trusted, reliable, high density power source. It's pretty affordable on the overall. Yeah, that's yeah, and that's what uh, Justin, our chat room, says. He says, you know, alternate fuel checkers are fun and all, but at the end of the day, for better or for worse, the energy density of gasoline is very hard to beat. <laughs> well, it, it, it is, you know. I mean, anytime you can set fire to something and have it explode, I mean, <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so you know, I mean. Yes, the stuff that I sent you and the stuff that's coming and what you're going to see in the media in the next, you know, the the you, in the in in the in the coming months and years. Panic. It, it is going to be a little Panic? bit frightening. Yeah. But, but <laughs> you, you have you, you have cover to, lines. You have to you have to take a breath and say, wait a minute. There's a lot of people working on a lot of things, and and things are. From a from a power and durability standpoint, they're getting a little better. Yeah. And so I'll 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 give the engineers and and the development team, you know, I'll I'll, I'll you know I'll give them a challenge and hope that they pop out something that that we can all really enjoy. Yeah, I'm I'm there with you. So cool. Well, right on, Chris. Uh, again, thanks for uh, thanks for taking the time, and uh, we'll uh, we'll keep in touch. So when all this stuff comes okay. out, we can uh, we can blame you, right? You, you, you can you can blame Logan. me, but but I told you I told you you know changes changes coming. Get used to it. Oh wait, you warned us. You warned us. So so we should thank you for warning us. We're we're all we're I'm going I'm go, we're going on the on the the Craigslist and we're buying all the two strokes tomorrow, Logan. Yeah, they're going to be worth lots of money, and then we're going to buy tanker trucks full of fuel. So okay, Chris, good to talk to you. We'll see you in the near future. Okay, Jimmy, take Cheers, see you. Okay, everybody, that was Chris Real. 
and uh, he he's he keeps me he keeps me pointed in the right direction when it comes to oil. That's why I like to have oil in my motorcycle. Um, I sent him a picture of some old fil- filter oil that he formulated up that somehow ended up in my possession that was probably 15 years old, and it it was the consistency of like jello that actually kind of ran like real slow because all the 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 stuff that helps it transfer you know basically the alcohol and it evaporated off right through the container and i sent him a picture of like this blob going into a filter i'm like is this safe (laughs) and he gave he gave me he gave me a very proper answer that was well explained and it was like well if you're willing to do this that <laughs> like I'm like I'm like no it's kind of a joke but yeah it was uh it was you know some like i said i don't know where i get some of this stuff so he, he was um he was one of my original oil sponsors at duralube uh back when i was racing ktms we talked about that on one of the episodes uh quite a while back but um anyways logan what else do you got got anything else for the show uh not really you know someone's bringing out a suron out here you know what those are there's somebody posted a picture of it um i don't think it's a 72 volt <laughs> suron but <coughs> somebody's bringing out one of those electric bikes to help me uh, they want me to assemble it for them to make sure it's all all good so we might have it at the school this weekend so if you want to be a better rider uh by the end of this weekend uh, you can i think there's two spots open in our school this weekend um it's the best modification you can do for your bike is to put a better rider on it is what i always say so uh um just uh, hit me up on at jimmy at jimmy lewis com and i can take care of you there um and heather will be there and i'll let her talk during the almost the whole class she she'll probably run the damn thing uh i'll just do monkey tricks like i always do yeah. hey pass me over that other sheet over there um i want to run off some of our other some of our other amazing sponsors oh that one this one here uh some other companies i'd like to thank that have uh helped us uh oh craft suspension by the way speaking of suspension and revalves i got my craft suspension back and i threw it on i had him do it it was off my ktm 500 but i was riding the 350 and i that's what i had it so i threw it on my 350 because they're the same chassis all the same um and rode it around uh i can't really tell you about it just yet because i haven't had a ton of time i went and did like kind of smashed across hoops and then did extreme enduros so a little bit of everything so i and i got to start playing because they have a lot of different adjustments on it and i will let you know when i get some more time on that um nitro moose new tech uh has been uh, helping us out we uh, also um are expecting some cool stuff coming in from yamaha pretty soon uh, again thanks to honda beta uh and ktm they uh are still liking what we're going to be doing with dirt bike test i'm just going to be doing a little bit less um because i can't shoot photos of myself when i ride so uh you're gonna have to shoot photos of me okay or i can shoot photos of you okay but we got to get you some boots what size are you uh don't know what size your boots are you just borrow your dad's or what not yet (laughs) yeah logan needs logan needs a set of gear so if you're a gear company uh, and you want to get photos on dirt bike tests? Send Logan gear. He doesn't know what his sizes are, but that's up to you to guess. That's the way. That's the way these yeah. kids are. You offer them free stuff, and they're like, "I don't know." Uh, like, I wh- where do we send it? I don't know. Like, what size? I don't know. Yeah. So just like the guy who wanted me to do all that testing for him, it's like for what? <laughs> um, uh, CD and Moto Nation, CD boots and Vmar helmets—they've uh, helped me forever. And they're doing stuff. Double take mirrors. If you need a mirror for your dual sport bike, 
uh, that's way better than those junk stock ones that come on there. Talk about junk on a motorcycle. Mirrors. Uh, so Double Take makes some really cool ones. Uh, Scott's Performance. I've got some shark fins coming for a couple of my bikes. So they make some really nice shark fins. Of course, we talked about Kenda. Black Dog Cycle Works. I am getting close to getting that KTM 390 Project Bike to step two, what I'll call level two. I got some foot pegs that are flat. Oh, you'd like this bike now. And yeah. then and then we're gonna put a bomb-proof uh, skid plate on it, so I'll let you ride that thing home, and you won't punch holes in the skid plate anymore. Yeah. And you can pick up chicks on it, because you know what? It's got buddy pegs. Yeah. Yeah. So you, your dad's all like, what? <laughs> 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 you, 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 you can take your chick on an adventure ride. <laughs> uh, Baja Designs, uh, makers of some of the best uh, aftermarket lights in the business. Uh, Trailtech, they make the Voyager, Voyager Pro. They make awesome kickstands. And Kelly puts up lots of really cool photos up where he's out riding on the internet and he makes me mad because I wish I was riding there too. Uh, Rottweiler Performance, um, they make stuff for KTMs. And don't worry, they'll probably start making UTV stuff because Chris started asking UTV questions last time I was with them. So um, uh, Scott Goggles, um, they make good goggles too. In fact, I've been wearing those quite a bit lately and they have some uh, really high-tech light transitioning lenses and they have an Enduro goggle that is like one of the best snow fog goggles I've used. Uh, LA sleeve, um, if you need to have your cylinder re-sleeved, and I might be talking to them soon because I have some issues on some stuff. Uh, Muck off, you know what they make? Cleaning products. That's right. And so I was, I got their, their pressure washer. They make a pressure yeah. washer. And I got the pressure washer and it came with some products and stuff. And I said, I, I don't really use that stuff that much. I said, hey, I'm going to try this stuff out. And yeah. I was really yeah. blown away by how good. How, it actually made some of my <laughs> unshiny bikes look shiny. And I know I'm the only person in this room that washes my bike as much as. I'll I use muck off uh, rather than a pressure washer most of the time. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Yeah. Endorsed by Logan. Yeah. Endorsed by Logan. So, you know, if you say more nice things about it, maybe they'll send you some care packages and you just talk about them more. You come in with a muck-off T-shirt, well, no, you got it hooked up. Um, uh, thanks to Berm Cannon. Thanks to We Went Fast for always uh, looking out for us. And, uh, yeah, so what do you want to read, Honda ad or KTM ad? I'll read the Honda one. You do the KTM one. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to get a new one of these. Actually, it's hard for me to make these. Honda's new 2021 CRF450R is designed to take you straight from the starting gate to victory. Just like Ken Roxon. Three times in Indianapolis. Yeah. This awesome open class motocrosser features an all new chassis. 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 A major engine overhaul, new suspension, and new bodywork. And you can forget about clutch fade, adjustment, or hand fatigue with the new hydraulic clutch system. Lighter than ever, the CRF450R explodes out of corners when it's time to increase your lead. Just like Ken Roxon. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm stoked to see Ken Roxon like, do good. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, that guy, for coming back and doing what he's doing, and he had a rough start. I mean, he had some penalties and all kinds of goofy stuff, but um, good on him. Um, so get down to your local Honda dealer and check out the 2021 CRF450R. Go to mx.honda.com to see 
our full lineup of competition bikes and it is for closed course competition only if you want to know what i think about it go listen to the podcast we did of that bike uh, because we did it the day after we rode it and i didn't complain about the suspension being too soft or the bike not handling or i didn't even question the fact that the that the racers may not do good when the bike comes out because they're gonna have a whole year of troubleshooting so just saying and i didn't ride it with 40 pounds of air in the back tire like some other journalists probably did <laughs> but who knows okay your turn ktm uh, powered by a distinct ready-to-race mentality, KTM is the world's leading high-performance street and off-road motorcycle manufacturer. With North American headquarters based in Marietta, California, over the years, KTM has built a reputation as a fierce competitor on the racetracks around the world. With the brand's remarkable global success is, reflect- is reflected in every product it develops and every move it makes. What do you ride, Logan? KTM. Okay. Which bike? Uh... KTM 125SX. Right on. Is my Yamaha better than your KTM? Uh, the rider is. <laughs> oh, wow. That was nice. Trying to keep your job here, huh? <laughs> okay. Well, hey, uh, thanks, everybody, for uh, listening in. Uh, again, thanks to Recluse. You'll get to listen to a little reclu- Recluse read at the end of this uh, if you're listening to this podcast. Hey, share. Um, share this uh podcast or or facebook video youtube thing uh, with your friends so more people see it and uh if you're going on amazon if you go through dirt bike test go to the fresh dirt section click on the amazon link at the bottom and uh you can buy stuff there and we can get a small chunk of that that's what's going to help keep the uh the lights on the bandwidth in other words on the website from now on and uh you can't buy any more t-shirts now they're collector's items so you just have to send me an email and bribe me um, and then I'll make Logan send it to you. And uh, that's about it. Other than that, I'm going to go get beat up by my wife and uh, go dirt bike riding. So with that, uh, thanks everybody for joining in. And we will uh, see you out on the trail. Cheers. <laughs>